Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the Winter is Coming Game of Thrones podcast. I'm your host, Razor, and I'm here with Isis, Corey Smith, and Corey Phone, and we're here to talk about the lead-in to Game of Thrones Season 8. We're just, by the time you're listening to this, three days away from the Game of Thrones Season 8 premiere. Let that sink in for a moment. It's almost been two years, Isis, since you saw Jon Snow on screen in any kind of new footage. How excited are you for Sunday? So, like, I'm really excited about Sunday, but, you know, just listening to all of the uh, interviews and stuff, I'm just so tired of it. I really, really am just, I'm so, I'm tired of them talking around about what's going to happen. I'm just ready. I, I could do without that, and let's just get to the show already. And let's just say this, I mean... Between the Oreos, Urban Decay, I mean, let's be honest, we have been waiting for Game of Thrones this last season, not because it took them so long to produce it. We were waiting, we were waiting on advertising, literally advertising. <laughs> and and it, 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 to the, this point, I, I'm, I mean, the, the Oreos, were, as the commercial was very, very cool. The fact that they have special Oreos for Game of Thrones and they didn't make the lemon Oreos special for Sansa was a total (laughs) misfire. I mean, I want to know who was in charge of this. That was a misfire. No, they should have done different flavors for each because there are four, right? You've got the Night King, the Stark symbol, uh, Targaryen, and Lannister, right? Those are the four. So, so that's what we should talk about is what should the flavors of those have been. So for the the Night King, I'm assuming like some sort of chocolate mint or something well, like something you, cool. You could keep, well, you could keep it white for snow. Like you just keep it white. The, the regular, yeah. the, the regular one could be white. I'm talking yeah. about the flavor, not the color. Get on the same page. Well, my bad, hey, Corey. They're just not on our. They're just not on our level. Well, I, I, I am on your level because I was thinking red velvet cake. Hey. Hold on, hang on. I've had people spread out all over the city of Austin looking for these fucking Oreos, okay? So I'm on the level, right? <laughs> I've had no less than 12 different locations searched <laughs> thus far. I've been to every H-E-B from... I have been to every H-E-B... Waco to El Paso. It, yes, and they're not there yet. I got an aunt that's flying in for from Colorado with them for the party, for our premiere party. <laughs> Okay, so I'm totally on board with these fucking Oreos, okay? They better be the best fucking Oreos I've ever had. And yes, they should have had different flavors for each house. Continue. Stark, Stark definitely, Isis Humperson, right? Stark should have been lemon. Uh, even though, I mean, we don't know what the rest of them like, so make it lemon for Sansa, for sure. Uh, what would what would the other two be? So well, like, Lannister would be the red velvet cake. Red velvet, oh yeah, because of wine. Yeah. <laughs> and, and well, no, but that, but I think that would have been Daenerys, uh, Targaryen, the red. That you know, uh, I guess so. I don't know. Gold for the Lannister, some sort of gold. You oh, know. the gold Oreos, the gold, the gold, the oh, yellow golden. Oreos. Oh, shit, that's right, yes. golden Oreos. Yes. <laughs> See, look at that. 
They should have called up. us. They, Oreos, you should have called us. You fucked up, Oreo. If the people... Took, what were you saying, Smith? Five, it took us five minutes, and we just nailed the whole thing. Yeah, already yeah. did a better job. And the thing is, this isn't even, you know, this is the, and this is a joke. I have to say this or she get mad at me. A joke that my wife came up with. <laughs> but My wife. She was like, are you going to go record the uh, KFC Famous Bowl podcast brought to you by Game of Thrones? <laughs> yes, we are. So this is the KFC Famous Bowl podcast, and we're talking about Oreos. Guys, this is the type of flexibility that marketers and advertisers are looking for. If you need a podcast, they can very organically sandwich, cookie sandwich, thank you very much, in your in your product. This is where you want to go to, right here. So anyway, what are we talking about again? What is it? Uh, Barry? Barry got renewed for season three? That's awesome. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, pretty, pretty excited for Barry. Very season three. By the way, did you know the guy who plays the the uh, Russian or Serbian used to be on Game of Thrones? The ball headed guy. Really? Yeah, he was a Finn in season four. Oh, he's a really cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> <Buddy>. <laughs> hey, Betty, Barry, you a really it's, cool guy. It's me in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. But let's uh, yeah, well, there's just some missed opportunities with Oreo. So uh, Oreo, I know you, you're probably listening with this to this with bated breath. You fucked up. Okay, so uh, let's shame. talk about shame. Shame. <laughs> so we're three days out from Game of Thrones, and last week was the New York premiere, red carpet premiere, and um, I, I read this part from one of the people who were there in attendance. It was it was like for IndieWire magazine or whatever, and they were talking about when you walked into the into the auditorium and got seated. Um, the voices of Sophie Turner and Macy Williams came over the loud the loudspeakers and PA whatever you want to call them and said um, they get they did this whole thing like no no spoilers no cameras no no whatever and said uh, if you do if you do double cross us and reveal spoilers just think of the last guy who fucked us over it was a big thing was kind of funny anyway the person who did fuck him over was their own castmate Carissa Houghton who plays. Melisandre, she took her camera out and she recorded the beginning, like 15 seconds of the uh, intro of the Game of Thrones season eight. And we're getting a brand new intro um, for the final season. So let's 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 talk about this really quick. The Can intro... I ask a question up front about yeah. about because I, I don't know anything about it. I know that you have heard the rumors about what it is or whatever, but. Why would Chris Van Houten be involved in the graphic design of the new intro? She wasn't involved. She took a, she took a recording of it because they watched the first episode. Oh, when you said she did a recording, did a recording is not. That. I was like, okay, so is she on microphone going? Like, so she recorded it. She pulled like a. Yeah, so she basically pulled. Uh, what the Avengers guy, the one, the guy that plays uh, Mark, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Mark yeah. Ruffalo, who like who had the live stream going on in his pocket while the while he the movie was premiering. Yeah. So that's basically well, but she did it on purpose. <laughs> he did oh, it yeah. on accident. So yeah, not only did she record it, but she put it on her Instagram stories, which those go away after a while. But once you put it on the internet, it's forever. So. It popped up on Reddit the next day. Uh, I'm sure she got in trouble. But what are they going to do? Fire her? She already recorded her scenes for season eight. She's done. Um, but the new intro basically shows a uh, more detailed map of Westeros, and you get to go inside. Like they, one of the videos, not from Carissa Houghton, from another fan that was in the audience, uh, shows instead of the Red Keep in King's Landing, it actually goes inside the Red Keep all the way to the basement where they keep the dragon skulls. So it's kind of cool. But what Carice recorded was um, a huge breach in the wall where the Night King broke through, and it shows ice coming out of the wall and slowly tracking through the north. And it comes past Last Hearth, which is the home of House Umber. Uh, if you remember in Season 7, Episode 1, uh, John had Alice Cardstark and young little Ned Umber uh, renew their vows to be loyal to House Stark. <laughs> Hang on, I got. St- 
I, Smith is right about he just sent something into the, the chat. Just for those of you listening, who this little behind-the-scenes magic for how the KFC Famous Ball podcast brought to you by Game of Thrones works. <laughs> uh, we we aren't in the same room. We're in, like, multiple states, so we have a little chat going. It's very high-tech. Uh, it's It takes place in uh, Skippe. Is that how you pronounce this? Anyway, so <laughs> Smith just pointed out that we didn't actually give a spoiler warning. <laughs> Before you just started talking well, about really shit that was leaked, it's just a it's just the intro. I'll spoiler warn when we get in some good stuff. But yeah, I guess you could say we can spoiler warn it. I'll warn people in the article when I write when I write it tomorrow. How about that? Okay, that's fair enough. I just uh, I didn't want. <laughs> Listen, if you've been listening to Take the Black at all in the in, in, in any any episode, we always talk about spoilers, and sometimes we warn people, and sometimes we don't. So. You know what you're getting into with with the KFC unsponsored podcast. Sure, <laughs> but um, deal with it is what I say. So anyway, but, go ahead. Anyway, you were, the ice. You were talking about you were talking about something with ice and fire song. Yeah, something know. like that. Songs. Um, well, we do see Last Hearth in the intro. Now we've never seen Last Hearth on the show. It's never been in the intro, and we see the ice encircle Last Hearth. And it looks like Last Hearth is on a huge hill with a, a round of like a like a, a twisting little circle that gets up to the top of the castle. I don't know if that's the case. It just looks like it in the map. Um, so it's pretty cool. We're going to get a new intro into the season. Now here's your big spoiler warning. So um, we're going to talk about some confirmed spoilers for episode 801, which is the premiere. So if you don't want to hear them, turn back now. Um, it's time to, uh, to talk some fun stuff, but if you're here for spoilers, um, welcome. Um, we talked about, uh, Freaky Doctors, hold on a second, I'm sorry, my, my mic just kind of went crazy on me. Okay, so we talked about Freaky Doctors, uh, leaks for episode 801, well, two weeks ago. Um, and we kind of just kind of went through the whole list, and we, we all basically agreed that they were legit, right? So, after the premiere a lot of stuff started coming out about what was in the actual show. And they all lined up with freaky, what I call freaky leaks. By the way, um, HBO has clamped, clamped down on freaky doctor so bad that he's no longer allowed to post any videos to HBO or even talk about game of Thrones or he'll be sued to death. And I think they threatened his job at whatever Spanish speaking TV show he's on. So freaky's in trouble. Isn't that right? Corey Smith, didn't you write that up? Corey Smith. God damn, we're so fucking professional. He's supposed to send a chat if he leaves. I don't I'm, understand. I'm here. Oh. Well, then, say what, what happened to Freaky? Tell me. Oh, he, he definitely got threatened with litigation. He came out with a real long video where he explained it all in Spanish. Um, it was about 25 minutes long. I got about three minutes into it. Um, and yeah, he basically got threatened to pull all the content down. Um, he initially tried to make the argument that he wasn't actually using any footage from the show. He wasn't using any copyrighted material and he was just relating what had been told to him. Um, but still they just HBO didn't go away. And so he basically said, he's not going to be spoiling anything else for the rest of the season. So, um, yeah, I mean, that pretty much confirmed his leaks if they're going after him that hard. Um, you know what I mean? Because they're not going to mess with just random people or throwing crap out on the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, everything. And then, of course, and we'll get to this in a second, but pretty much everything he said happened in the first episode is what we sort of heard leaked out after everybody watched it at the red carpet premiere. Pretty much. And what we are seeing here is we also got confirmation of Freaky was getting his uh, information from somebody who was showing him um, unfinished episodes, like before CGI got put in or before um, filming inside Taint Hall at Titanic Studios was put in. Because there's a couple scenes that are different from what he described. So we're going to get into that now. Um, the first real spoiler confirmation from episode 801 was that we talked about the fact that the Night King leaves a message. And we, and we thought it was going to be on the wall. That's what Freaky said. Uh the Night King leaves a message on the wall. What actually happens is this. Um, Tormund Giantsbane and Beric are alive. They made it, um, and they're walking through a castle. It doesn't. 
the person who revealed this did not say which castle it is, but we've seen we've seen the trailer, and we see that Varric and Tormund are, and and Ed are walking through the castle with with their with a uh, Varric sword lit as a flashlight, and um, it doesn't look like Castle Black. <clears throat> Excuse me, one sec. Well, I had to sneeze. I apologize. So professional. <laughs> I'm so goddamn professional. Anyway, um, after that, they see a little boy nailed to a wall. And this is the message that the Night King left for anybody who came across it. I'm not sure if he knew the Night's Watch would be coming along or if he knew Beric and, and uh, Tormund would be coming along soon. But he left a message. And um, Tormund turns his back for a second. And um, the little boy opens his eyes. They turn that their blue eyes, and he jumps off the wall and he goes to attack Tormund. And Barrett kills him with a sword. Now here is my theory. We don't know which castle this is. We don't know where they are. I believe because Last Hearth and Smith, correct me if I'm wrong, because you know the map is just about as well as I do. Last Hearth is the is the final castle before you get to the wall. Correct. Correct. It is the closest castle. To the okay. Wall. Since we know the intro shows the breach in the wall and the ice encircling last hearth, it is my theory that we're going to see little Ned Umber nailed to the wall, and he'll turn into a white and attack uh, Tormund, and Barrett will have to kill him. And then that's when he and Ed and 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 Barrett, Ed, and Tormund travel to Winterfell. That's my theory. Uh, Bone, what do you think about that? You think we're still going to be on the wall? There's a lot of castles on the wall, but wouldn't it mean a lot more if it's a if it's a character we already know about that's dead, nailed to the wall? I mean, it would be cool for it to be that kid. I think most people aren't going to have a clue of the significance of the child or uh, the family. There's very limited exposure to that family in the show universe, okay. and the exposure has not been that memorable except for i believe that Tormund bit the throat out of one of them <laughs> during the battle <laughs> of the bastards yep. but nobody knew that guy's name I said, nobody really knew that guy's name like i i wouldn't have remembered if it was a car stark or a number or whoever you filthy casuals you. sorry i only watched the show we've gone over this the show <laughs> didn't really do a great job of because i don't think it mattered a great job of explaining just exactly who they were and shit so that I just, you know, Pre-story. if that's who it's going to be, sir. people like me and ISIS are going to be like, yeah, that was a kid. That's creepy. And then people like you are going to be like, well, you see, in, in the, uh, well, the actually, historical. Yeah. So whatever. I mean, it, it'll be because I do this podcast, I'll know who that kid was. If I hadn't have done this podcast, I'd have no idea. But it and still we'll doesn't probably, make me care. We'll probably get pretty. <laughs> We'll make her care. We'll probably get a previously on. We'll probably get that, and we'll probably sh- show Ned and Ned Umber swearing fealty to Hearthstar- House Stark, and that's that. That'll be the connection. Anytime you see that in the previously on segment, you always get something. Always happens to that. To be honest, no, no. See, that's the thing. Is to me, I don't care if who who it is that's you know you know doing fealty or whatever. Um, it's any time anything related to kids. Like remember the the uh, the two kids who turn into whites that are in that the the wildling. Um, oh, at Hard Home. Uh, yes, and and the kids are dead and and oh my god that that killed me. So to see that the uh, child is dead and or is part of the undead now, uh, that's gonna kill me. I mean it, that was that was a hard watch. You couldn't stop watching it. But it was a hard, hard watch. Yeah, that was a pretty bad one. But, and um, it wasn't because they were turning white to, to whites. It was because was, they were they were kids. They were babies. So anyway, well, they were pretty decomposed too. Like that one kid had his ribs exposed. The other kid had like, oh, a mouth missing. Oh my god, that was so horrible. Jesus. But um, so that's your first confirmed spoiler out of out of all the spoilers that were there. This is this is kind of a change to, to the spoilers we talked about. Um. The next one is at the very end of the episode, uh, b- before the credits roll, uh, we see a, hitted, a hooded figure ride into Winterfell. He, he dismounts, he pulls his hood off, and it's Jamie Lannister. So Jamie Lannister arrives at Winterfell by the very end of the episode, and when he turns around, 
there's Bran in his wheelchair staring at him, and then it cuts to credits. That's that's the last thing you see. So season, so episode one is going to be kind of a little bit of a, a cliffhanger. So because the last time these two saw each other, Jamie was pushing Bran out of a window, and Bran surely knows that by now it, it was it was Jamie that did it. Um, how do you think this is going to go down, Smith? How do you think how do you think Jamie's going to react when he sees Bran? I, I think I've, we've talked about this a couple of times. I, I don't think Bran's going to end up caring. I just, I, I just don't. I think Does Jamie. Does not compute. Yeah. I, well, no. I mean, I think he's going. They're going to acknowledge it and they'll talk about it. But I just don't. I just don't see Bran caring. I feel like he's going to have some sort of, you know, that put me on the path to becoming the Three Eyed Raven, and now I'm going to save the world or whatever type you know, response, and I think other people are probably going to end up caring more than Bran. Like, yeah. if Bran, you know what I mean? Like, if Bran reveals it in front of Arya or John, like, they're the ones that are going to get pissed, and Bran's just going to be like, meh, I don't really care. Like, it's not a big deal to me anymore. Like, it was originally, but it's not anymore. Like, he's going to, like, I grew past that or some sort of bullshit yeah, answer, so... so. So I, I guess, surprise, surprise, I actually agree with Corey on this one. I don't think that he's going to care very much. I mean, he he didn't even really bat an eye, and he watched his sister get raped by her husband. I mean. He, just, he told her she looked pretty. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's like, what I'm saying. On. His emotions there's, are there's not a, there. There's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That he he's he's a couple of sandwiches short of a picnic here. Um, so uh, to be honest, I think he he if anything he would probably thank him and go, you know what? Because of what this hap- you know what happened here, um, you set me on the path of being the three eyed raven, and right. okay. and I think that he you know he mm-hmm. I I think that. The, the young man is going to see the bigger picture, whereas people are going to see, oh, man, you hurt my brother. You know, he was never the same again because you hurt my brother, whereas he's looking at it from, you know, a, a you know, 10 mile up kind of view or whatever. They're looking at it from the one mile view of just very narrow. Um, and, and I think it's going to take yes, him saying to his family members. It's going to take him saying to his family members. Y'all just chill because this is how it was supposed to be. I don't think, honestly, phone. I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I don't think he's going to reveal to anybody actually what happened. What's the point of Bran telling everybody that Jamie's the one pushing him out of the window? If you're looking for uh, an alliance and you're looking for people to help you through the war, and you're getting everybody you can get. Why tell? Why tell John that that Jamie pushed him out of the window? There's no really real reason behind it at this point, is there? No, there's not, and I. I actually just to to throw a different uh I guess perspective out about Bran. I I agree that obviously he's lacking some humanity, but I think the longer he spends at home, the longer he's near Sansa and Arya and eventually John and everything, I think that some of that humanity might return, not in a big way, not like he's going to, you know, become a normal person again. But <laughs> I I think maybe we are underselling the innate starkness of him. Oh. So possibly, you know, that I, I really basically what I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised if not that I think he tells anybody what Jamie did, but I wouldn't be surprised if whenever, um, you know, stuff starts going down. Bran is a little more attached to his family than we all think he is, which is cool. And I hope just on like a case. on like a of like a this plane like existence level right here. So right, 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 right. So <clears throat> everything else that Freaky told us about uh, actually happens. There's there's the reunions we were looking forward to. Um, it looks like Arya and Jon's reunion may not be what we were hoping for. I think it's much shorter and much more um, reserved, from what I understand. Um, so that, that might be disappointing. I hope it's not, but it might be a little disappointing. And, of course, John's going to ride a dragon. They edited it out for the trailer. They erased him from the trailer, but he does ride a dragon, which is exciting. So there's going to be a lot of things that happen. 
And, of course, Sam's going to go against Daenerys because she burned his brother. And he's going to tell John that he should be the king and that Danny doesn't need to be the queen. So there's a possibility that there's going to be friction between the two sides and that Sam might be the catalyst that starts the friction. Like, he might be the one who lights the fire between Daenerys and John, like, taking sides against each other if that happens on the show. Um, which is kind of neat for Sam's character. Like, John Bradley has been such a good... He, he's the perfect Samuel Tarly. Like, when I read the books now, I only see Sam's face. Like, you know how you go back and read a book after you've watched a movie or a show, and you kind of you kind of read it in their voices or see their faces when you're reading it? That's how I that's how I envision John Bradley. He's, he's perfect for us, Samuel Tarly. And I hope he doesn't become an asshole and, like, try to start problems between John and Daenerys. But if, but if she burns his brother and he actually loved his brother and didn't give a shit about his dad... He might actually be very upset, and there might be some problems there. Isis, what do you think about that? I think if that happens, I mean, we we just don't have enough fucking room. There's not enough runway to do all these damn storylines. And and I would rather have John and um, and his sister have a really warm reunion than some of this little petty shit. Just to be honest, I mean, I, I want the payoff. This is the last season. This is the last couple of episodes. And I, I just do not understand why we would spend time on uh, him being upset on about somebody who died who really didn't give a shit about him anyway. Uh, just saying. I mean, I know that I'm ranting and raving right now, but it just really pisses me off because it just would be so... If it was his mom, if it was his sister, I could see it. But it was his brother and his dad who didn't give two shits about him. Move on. Move it along. There you go. Um, so, again, I keep saying this over and over and over because I'm just super excited. We're so close to the season eight premiere. And I don't want to run long time on our podcast. Uh, we all have things to do. I know it sounds weird that we all got a life outside Take the Black, but we do. So what I'm going to do is go around we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to most out of the season, not just episode 801, but from the season. Um, and I'll start with you, Smith. What what are you looking forward to most? What do you need to see happen in season eight to complete this show that's been genre-defining, that basically ushered in the golden age of television? Uh, what what do you, and Like, everybody's changed the way they do television now, thanks to Game of Thrones. What do you need to see happen for this show to wrap up? I don't know. I mean, you know, we've kind of talked about this leading up to it. I think just kind of what you're saying, I just want the show to stay kind of ahead of the pack, right? And I, I'd be really disappointed if we kind of, you know, because the show has played with all the genre norms and, you know, the good, the good guys don't always win. In fact, they get their asses kicked basically for the first five seasons of the show, right? So I, I don't want it to revert back to just a normal show, right? Like, I, I'd be real disappointed if the show closes out with John and Danny in King's Landing and they're ruling this, like, like peaceful, prosperous, you know, Westeros, right? You don't want a happy ending. I, it's not that I don't want a, ha- a, a happy ending. I just don't want, like, a completely happy ending. Like, okay. I, I, I do want us to suffer a little bit to get there. I do want some of our favorite heroes to die, you know, before we get to the end, just because I don't want it to be, you know, just some, it, it ends up, hey, we changed all this stuff in the middle, but in the end, the good guy wins and he gets the girl and everything, you know, the bad guys all die and, you know what I mean? So it needs to be I, real stakes. Right. I'd like to see some of, some of our heroes die and I'd like to see some of the villains get off or, or escape or however you want to call it. But I don't want to see, like, I don't want to see Cersei, the Night King, Euron, like, all of them dead. You know what I mean? It's got to so, be, it's got to be, um, I want it to, right. And I want, I want the show to continue to be the trailblazer that it was for the first five or six seasons. And I don't want it to end up just being, well, you know, just a, another show that's just like all the other ones. So hopefully that doesn't end up happening. Um, I, I definitely want to be su- surprised a few times, obviously. 
Um, I think that's definitely going to happen. I think if, if, especially if the show goes the way that I hope it does, I think that means we're going to have some deaths that we just don't see coming at all. Right. Right. You know, we can kind of figure out a few of them and we, we have a good idea who's going to live and who dies, but I don't want to be right on all of them. I want a couple of them to just surprise me and, you know, just, just be out there. So the last thing, the last thing that I want is I don't, I really, really, really don't want any plot twists just for the sake of a plot twist. Ah, you don't want to go Westworld then. Yeah, like just don't. <laughs> right. Don't don't use a plot twist as as just something to. Oh, hey, the Night King is actually Samuel Tarly, and you know what I mean. Like, let's don't just do something that makes. I don't know. Absolute, I, I get behind that. I'm I'm for that. I just don't want something that makes absolutely no sense for the show at the last minute just so that they can say oh we, we we pulled a plot twist on you and it's like okay but that was a stupid one that literally made no sense it's like the Tyrion kind of theory that we've talked about that's floating yeah. out there yeah. and that one just and again maybe they can make it work but I don't want them to do something just for the sake of let's do some sort of plot twist just so people don't see it coming so that's phone phone if you had is there is there a character that you're so attached to in season eight that if they died you would just be wrecked? Like, and and I know how you usually think with shows. I know how you are. Like, would you be wrecked if there's one character that you're just attached to and they don't make it through the end? Are we talking like characters that I think have the good chance of making it to the end, or are we talking about characters that I just love so much that I'm pretty sure are going to die? That's going to make me upset. <laughs> Eat both. Either or. It doesn't matter. I'm almost positive Tormund's going to die and oh. probably the Battle of Winterfell. And I do not – I'm not ready for it simply because I think he's been maybe the most consistent non-power family player in the game. Like right. I, I think as an actor, as a character, in development, in you know action scenes, that the actor himself has really dedicated himself to you know making it look good. And being intimidating and everything. And I've been just a huge fan. Uh, I will be surprised if, let's put it like this, if both John and Danny are dead. I will be surprised and I will be a little disappointed. If they're they're dead? If they die off the show? If they're both both. dead. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I don't know which one's going to make it, but I think one of them's going to make it. Yeah, basically the show is about them. People don't seem to grasp onto this. And I know there are subsections of the fandom who are like, um, Sansa is the queen of Westeros, all these ships and all these stands, whatever. I don't care. The show is is based on a song of ice and fire. And it's been established that John and Danny are the song of ice and fire, basically. So one of them needs to live for the song to be completed, I guess, in my mind. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But I agree. I don't think both of them die. I do think there's a good chance that one of them dies. Um, I don't know. There's so many things that have happened over the course of, of seven seasons. And even in the last trailer we got, which, by the way, if you guys don't know, Corey Thone wrote his first piece for Winter is Coming, uh, Game of Thones. you got to check it out if you get a chance. Um, and he's like, no more trailers, please. No more teasers. No more TV spots. Just cut it out already because it really grinds his gears. But um, he he's right. We don't need any more trailers or teasers. We're not going to get any more before Sunday. But there Episode was a, titles would be nice, though. Episode, well, you, I was expecting that to happen today. Um, every, every year on Wednesday during the season, um, the press gets their email from HBO PR and it's filled with a few pictures for the episode, the episode title and the synopsis. It did not happen this year. So we're all kind of scrambling around going, yeah, they're going to do something weird this year to us and not going to give us anything until after episode one, which is fine. I don't mind it. It'd have been nice to report on, but okay. It's okay. I'm okay with it. Anyway. Um, Yeah. I th- there, was, there was a trailer that came out, the, the, one of the last TV spots, and it showed Daenerys standing in front of a fireplace. And, of course, the eagle-eyed sleuths over at Reddit took that fireplace and matched it up to the fireplace at Dragonstone. 
And so we know at some point, probably after the Battle of Winterfell, the the living are going to retreat back to Dragonstone. And John was there comforting Danny. She looks upset. She's kind of rocking back and forth. If you put it, if you're watching in slow motion, you can see her rock back and forth. So we're going to lose some characters. We might even lose a dragon in the Battle of Winterfell, and um, it's going to be ugly. But from that point on, from from Dragonstone on, so let's say that happens in episode three, four, five, and six. If they're if they're at Dragonstone in four, five, and six, and they're going to King's Landing, one of the two, if they're going to die, are going to have to die at that point, and that's going to be weird. It's going to be crazy. Um, but I wanted to ask you, Phone, before I moved on to ISIS, I wanted to ask you, would you be satisfied if Benioff and Weiss took the ending of the show? And dip and pull the Sopranos. Like I've seen this passed around the internet a few times. Like, oh, you just wait and see. Everybody talks about the bittersweet ending, how it's going to blow us all away. But there's going to be they're, they're totally going to pull the Sopranos on us. You just watch. What how, what would you react? How would that how would that affect you? Well, if you know John and Danny go take a corner booth at the end at the crossroads, and Journey is playing. <laughs> <laughs> and then the door opens and then it all goes blank. I'll be pissed. Uh, We'd be super pissed. I'd be no. I don't understand what they mean by uh, Sopranos. And if they mean like super amb- amb- ambiguous, then yeah, very ambiguous. Then I I will be very annoyed at that because there is no ambiguity so far in this. Sh- I mean, okay, that's not wrong. You have characters within it that are ambiguous, like Jamie and stuff. Like, is he good? Is he bad? Blah. But like, there's a very clearly defined bad like the white walkers and very clearly defined good people you know the starks and and danny and stuff and so, either kill them or don't like i don't know if if you do some ambiguous ending uh i'll be i'll be very annoyed because i really will feel like that's a cop-out for a show that has been the only times it's been ambiguous with something people have shit all over it like you know whenever whenever they don't show stannis getting killed on screen or whatever like people are like well that was dumb so you know uh, there is no room for ambiguity with sopranos the whole point of that show was these are bad people you know blah but that's not the point of this one so i I, that if that happens i'll be annoyed isis um are you ready for the show to end now, or would you have rather it had gone to another season? You know, I, I of course I'm going to say another season. I mean, I'm a real Game of Thrones fan. Why, why would I say, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm emotionally ready. Um, I don't have my therapist on speed, speed dial, and <laughs> I am not on medication. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm totally ready for Game of Thrones to be fucking over. No, no, no one says that. But um, isn't there something to be said for ending a show at, at its highest point, like, and not dragging it out, like? Like, you know, <coughs> The Walking Dead. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest. Let, let's let's be honest about all the seasons of Game of Thrones. While I love Game of Thrones, we can't call this the highest peak of, uh, I mean, it, it, it's a great, great show. And above all others, but um, it's not at its highest peak. Um, I, I, that, I would go to seasons closer to you know, to, well, I to mean, the first. There, there have been but, really good seasons, yes. yes but yes. think about this. The show hasn't been on for two years, and it's still the most talked about show on the planet. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it's going to be. I mean, it's, it's it has all the hype up. I mean, that Oreo money, they they, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> uh, so, Oreo money. So, no, I, <laughs> that Oreo money is for real, <laughs> and that Urban Decay. So, uh, Corey uh, Smith knows all about that Urban Decay money. Uh, so, you know, oh, like I said, I Ooh, really, okay. really think, uh, really think you have a wife. That's why I said that. Oh, okay. God, <laughs> I thought you were making some sort of other fucking, you know, inference, but okay. <sighs> See, even when I'm trying to be nice to him, I, I can't. I just, I can't. I can't. Jesus. Can't hey. be nice. So anyway, um, no, I, 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 I am ready to find out with some finality to this. Um, I, I was actually ready to, you know, tell you that if they go ahead and kill Arya, 
um, which I think they will. That's going to break my heart. I I, I really, I really, really think so. Um, And I, and that's just because I didn't want to say the same thing that Corey phone said, um, because he would also break my heart too. If, uh, Mm. uh, if Tormund died, but, but really, I mean, Arya, she's come so far alone and to see her, you know, die, that, that would be awful. Um, I am of the, you know, my perspective of that. I want it to be, I, I want it to be no winners whatsoever. Um, I, I do. And the only way I can get that is if the Night King is the one who's sitting on the Iron Throne. <laughs> I mean, literally, like that, that to me is that, and it really goes back. And, 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 it, and I want it to be, and I really wish the guy who did get, get out um, was the one who uh, is like Jordan doing Pill? the last, yes, doing the last episode. If he wrote and directed the last episode, it would be so incredible because you would be reading. I mean, we already read into Game of Thrones as it is, but we would be really, really reading into it and thinking about like, what did, what was the meaning of all of this? And, um, you know, that there, there is no winners. Um, even when you think that you're winning, you, you know, or, or things, someone else is going to introduce some change. Um, Maybe that the wheel is not going to ever be broken. Um, the the wheel will continue on. It'll just be with White Walkers. So again, I just I think that that's what I'm looking forward to is yes to have some finality to it to know exactly what happens at the end of this story. Um, but I think that you know it would be it would be really cool to see the White Walkers be the the last of uh, the ones that are standing. And then all of our favorite characters still live on as whites. Boom. Mike. I've always said that I would love the ending to be like, they show Westeros just covered in snow and ice and they show the iron throne room. And it's just broken down. The ceilings cracked through, you know, King's landing has been burned to the ground and it's just a night King sitting there. And then they just cuss credits like that would be because I'm an agent of chaos, and I love when things go go wrong. I'm like, nobody – yeah, people have said, oh, watch the Night King win. But nobody really believes the Night King is going to win. Nobody really believes that's going to happen. And I've been saying for a long time, I would love for them to do that kind of ending. I've gotten what I wanted to get out of this show. For, for seven seasons, I have enjoyed every last minute, except for, like, the Sand Snakes. But pretty much every last minute of this show. And – you know, if they're going to kill everybody in season eight and they do it in a meaningful way, you know, if, if Jamie dies in Brianne's arms or if Danny gets killed by the White Walkers because she got she falls off Drogon or something. I don't know. As long as it's in a meaningful way at, a, at an important time, then I'm down for everybody dying. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Let's have the Night King kind of just roll over everything that would be cool but I, I um i don't want it to go that far but I, I would in 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 that sort of sense i would like to see something that's off the rails right like i don't necessarily want to see the night king win but i wouldn't i would sort of applaud them for doing something completely different you know what i mean just like the show has always been like let's have it be I mean, something can they- can any of you think of a show that has been as popular as Game of Thrones that ends so bleakly? I don't phone you're you're a, you you know a lot of TV. Has there been a show like this or even close to Game of Thrones that ends just so goddamn bleak? The the wire's fucking bleak. <sighs> yeah, the wire is not not uplifting. No, Breaking I mean it basically just it, yeah. yeah break. I mean at least in Breaking Bad, what's his face gets Jesse gets away, but <laughs> yeah, the wire. Because that's that's well, the thing is it because I, I knew this is yeah everybody's like oh well, Jesse got away yeah got away to where like he's not gonna they're get make, they're making a movie you know that right yeah about, yeah you know? I mean so they'll show us I'm sure everything goes great it's, it's gonna be a a rom com with Jesse like meeting the girl of his dreams and going to a resort and uh oh my other ex is here like that's what the Breaking Bad movie is gonna be. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, I thought the wire was bleak as hell though. When I watched, I was like, "Well, fuck, man!" Basically, nothing we watched for the past five seasons meant anything, and it's just going to keep on going. 
The right. cops didn't make any difference. The right. Just, didn't new, make any well, difference. no, just new drug dealers are springing up. Different cops are coming up, and it's just going to be the same story as what I got. So maybe that's how. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know what. I, I think I, I, I think um, and I'm going to go way way back, and and I think Corey Thono maybe agree with me. Um, Saint Elsewhere. Yeah, it was wow. all a dream or in a snow globe. Saying elsewhere, I I think that one was it. It literally left everybody in Ooh. that. What the fuck just happened? I got what, one. What the hell just happened that we just watched for years and years, and this is the ending. What the dinosaurs? <laughs> I'm still I'm not over that I'm still not over that I'm not either I was a kid you know how much I love that show I loved that show so much I had I had clothes I had a, a baby dinosaur the baby was his name like, did you like have a, did you have a not the mama t-shirt no I had it was just the it was like the family and uh <laughs> but yeah, I, buddy, I loved that show so much, and yeah, that ending was brutal. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Not the mama. Oh my god, that just that hurt my heart that you just brought that up. I'm, yeah, I'm... Actually, what if what if Game of Thrones ends with the red comet thing from the season one, like coming back and just crashing? Oh. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so amazing. That's the kind of ending I need that we would all just stand there, like sitting on our couches watching it happen and going, I can't believe I just watched that. That's what I want from an ending. I want to go, I can't believe that just happened. That's what I want. So, um, well, well on a we side have. Note, for, me, for me, it was um, when Winnie didn't marry, uh, what's his name? <laughs> you know what? Uh, uh, was it? Yeah. Nick, what years? was his name in Wonder Years? Whatever. But you know what, though? That's Savage actually was, his name. For, was it Corey or something or was that his brother's name? That was his brother's name know. in Bumi's World. Never mind. Anyway, I don't know. That actually might be the closest to what we're actually going to get. <laughs> for real, like everybody right. wanted. Everybody wanted. What was that kid's name? I have to Google Wonder Years kid's I name. name. I can't remember this character's name. I just remember his name is. I, yeah, I don't. I remember Kevin. His name. I know his name. Kevin. Kevin, I remember Arnold. it's like yeah. Fred, Fred, you know, Fred Savage. That's all I remember. When when Kevin and Winnie like not getting together, but like having those fond memories, and they grow up, and everything was you know okay. Like that type of bittersweet ending might be the closest comparison that we have to what Game <laughs> of Thrones will be. Like truly, like it's yeah. You know, you're talking about they they keep telling you it's gonna be bittersweet. We're assuming some people are gonna die. Not I'm not even talking like the French characters like Tyrion and John, Danny, Sansa. You know, they're all on the table. Nobody's safe. I don't think. Right. So the plot armor is finally gone. And yeah, I mean, I I, I think it's a very real possibility that you know we'll get some people alive that um maybe don't want to be anymore and some because of all the, the shit they've seen you know we could have uh the the kingdom might survive but it's desolated by ice you know mm-hmm. the, the long winter like who knows like it could be incredibly sad and like not a super optimistic future but the only real optimism is that they survived and that humanity lives on or something so I, you know, I, I think that's actually it's a pretty good pull there because I think that could be a pretty close comparison to what we get. Yeah, George R. R. Martin, he's written science fiction books, and one of his books, um, population of a planet ends up coming back from like a total annihilation type thing, like a an extinction event, and. They come out of caves. They they come crawling out of caves and learn to live in the world again. That's probably what's going to happen. Everybody ducks for cover when Night King comes. Uh, they what, go off. What we'll find it, out. What we'll find out is that the Night King and the Children of the Forest and all that stuff. That's all actually like mutated beings in the post-apocalyptic wasteland of Earth. <laughs> and the the map looks totally different because of the global warming that had happened before that. And yeah, well, the last scene will have like John 
or Danny, let's say Danny, whoever, flying like the last dragon around, like, you know, over the mountains and swoop down and, oh, there's the Statue of Liberty or something. <laughs> <laughs> no! You blew you it up. animals! <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to be it for tonight. Um, we are excited about Sunday night's season eight premiere. Um, so be ready for it. We will um, record our next podcast on Monday night. After the season eight premiere, so look for Take the Black every Tuesday for the next six to seven weeks, because we'll be talking about everything that happens for probably two or three hours, because that's what we do best. Um, and we're still trying to get KFC to sponsor us. Anyway, thanks for listening. For myself, for Isis, for Corey Smith, and Corey Bone, this is the Take the Black. We'll see you on the other side. A lot of This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.